Welcome to the Just Get Started podcast. I'm your host, Brian Andreco, and thanks for being a part of this journey. This podcast is all about the getting started moments because, let's face it, the first step toward accomplishing anything can be the hardest part. And we cover all the bases. I bring on guests to share their getting started moments and how they overcame obstacles and pressed on, how they built their business from the ground floor, or how they took a chance on themselves to follow their purpose. I also share some solo episodes where I narrate and expand on many of the blog articles I've written around getting started and some of the lessons I've learned along the way. This podcast has been a labor of love for the last several years, and I'm grateful to have you join along and support me on this journey. I hope you enjoy this episode, so let's get it started. On this week's episode, I welcome in Catherine Lash, who is the creator and facilitator of the Lead With Why workshop. Let me read a quick bio from her perspective, and then we'll jump in the episode. I envision a world where we are free of self-judgment, trust the process, and create for others. I have over 20 years of lived experience as a solopreneur. During those years, I based my self-worth on the financial success of my business. This not only limited the growth of my business, it placed limits on all aspects of my life. It determined where I showed up, how I showed up, what I created, and how I shared it. Self-worth is measured by the value we give to others, and it is driven by a clear why. My journey to my why was the most valuable part of the process. I now measure my worth not by money or fame, but by the value I bring to others. I have a good sense of who I am at my natural best and know the actions I need to take when in a struggle. I have created the Lead With Why workshop so others can immerse themselves in the process of finding their why, start creating value for others, and most importantly, feel worthy every step of the way. My why is to inspire self-leadership so we can live our best life. So I hope you all enjoy this conversation I had with Catherine. And without further ado, please welcome in Catherine Lash. Catherine, welcome to the podcast. Glad to have you. Oh, Brian, thank you so much for having me. You're so true to your brand letting me on here. <laughs> well, I you deserve to be on here because you're living the whole just get started, you know, mission. You're you're trying to test and change and evolve and, and become a you know, sometimes saying better person means that you weren't a good person before, but you know, trying to become a little different than you were to hopefully, you know, improve yourself in the world. So um, I'm excited to chat and learn a little bit more about you and, and have the uh, the listeners as well. I, I thought maybe a good starting point, and this may be kind of ground level, you know, before we uh, dig deeper, is I want to read, you could say, if I'm going to read it, and then I want you to go deeper. So your yeah. why to inspire self-leadership so we can live our best life. So Correct. I'll read that one more time. To inspire self-leadership so we can live our best life. And by the way, I had a Google in spirit. I hadn't heard that word before, <laughs> but um, it is a word. So I'm curious, before we go deeper, wh- what does that mean to you? Or what for people listening in saying, I'm not sure to inspire self-leadership so we can live our best life. What does that mean? What's kind of the the elevator kind of ride down that you would explain to people about that? Uh, that would be to the, the, I like how you said elevator. 
right down. Like if we have a short ride down, Be, how, well, how would well, you explain that to people, you know, and that why in a nutshell? Basically, I connect to what people already know, which is what my definition of in spirit is, so that we live our best life. I believe being our best life is being in flow, which means we create change. We take, we are very aware of judgment and we trust the process. So my why, I find the why when people find their why, basically it's what we are seeking, right? Yeah. So if you read my why, you would know that's exactly what we're seeking, what I am seeking, which is so exciting because it's always before me. I always know my why. I always know my purpose. And the beauty of the why, though, is that what I'm trying to do is change the world so we live our best life. Yeah. And it's a tall order to change the world, but to change others is so exciting. To change me is one thing, but to change others is actually what we need to strive for. So I am striving to help people live their best life. Yeah. Now, interesting in my why, all those words have very, very specific definitions to me. Hmm. So I love that you didn't understand. Nobody knows what in spirit hmm. is. And, and to me, it's the most powerful thing in my statement because, is, because it is the action that I have to take. And that action is actually the one thing that keeps me moving forward. So the inspiriting is the action. And then helping people live their best life is the impact that I make. And that, by definition of Simon Sinek, is a why. It's your contribution and the impact that you will make. So I found that word in spirit in a book called Braided Sweetgrass. It's um, indigenous wisdom and scientific knowledge. And that it just, it was all about the feeling. And I thought, that's the feeling I want people to have when I am around people is that I inspire them. So they embody what I am trying to do to the opposite of inspire, which is you get them all excited and then they go home and then they're like, now what do I do? Yeah. <laughs> Whereas I inspire it. So I make it come from within. I make them feel it from within. So that's why anything I do usually has a length to it, mm -hmm. right? It will have like an eight week workshop or something like that. Interesting. Okay. Well, so I'm always interested though, in, in kind of getting started, you didn't always have that why. So my question is, when did you discover the why? And what was happening in your life that made you transition to look at yourself and say, I just don't, I'm not, I'm, I feel kind of, because I'm assuming, maybe I'm wrong here, you probably just like me, where you're like stuck at one point, you're like, what, what am I doing? I don't feel this doesn't feel right. And you had a kind of adapt and analyze and stuff. Can you share that time in your life and, and how the why came about? That is, oh, that is such a great question because as, as you know, I've had two careers and both my careers started off really well. In fact, it wasn't actually hard for me to get started. 
I actually could get started because I had the idea and boy, was the passion there. My sticking point came when that first impact was done. I didn't know how to build on the impact that I had already made. I didn't know how to take that one company and then, and with my natural abilities, build on the impact that I had made from that initial start. Mm. And I kept thinking with these two companies, I, where am I going? Why is this not fulfilling? Because at that turning point moment, when I had reached a certain impact and didn't know the actions to build on that, the problem came, I started looking at what others were doing. And that, for me, is where I cannot go. I need to keep straightforward on my ideas and my unique actions. Everybody has unique actions to themselves. And all of this comes about on the journey to the why. You find your natural abilities. So with these two careers, I kept thinking, I am really missing something here. And... I started off by starting with, okay, what is my industry? Like I really drilled down to my industry being leadership, which of course led me to the guru, Brene Brown, who then led me to Simon Sinek and the why. And when he spoke and when he did this interview with Brene, and I had seen his TED talk on the why, how, and what, I was ready I had seen the TED talk a long time ago, but there was there was an acknowledgement of me not being able to get my business to the next level that I, th I had the gut feeling that I knew I had more. And when I saw that TED talk again and listened to him with Brene Brown, I thought, this is it. I think it's my why, or as we know, which is our purpose. Mm -hmm. And I kept reading business books. Jim Collins, Doug Conan, all these people, and they talked about purpose. Everybody talks about why or purpose, but nobody tells you how to find it, how to get it, because you can find it. And remind me, the you were in the wedding industry, was that right? I was, lucky me. I was a wedding photographer for 10 years, loved it. And then from that, I spun out another company that literally built... I was a community builder within the industry. So I wasn't actually working with couples or anything. I was working with the industry members, trying, not trying, creating a community that looked at weddings in a completely different way and how couples would shop for their weddings. So I ended up building this beautiful community. And then what happened was when I started this research into why I was starting to... Um, relay it to this group and then just in November I realized this isn't my audience anymore these particular people wanted what I created with the, the the community but I was going even deeper and they're beautiful businesses and I thought they should go deeper but many of them weren't ready so I I stopped that one and now I'm on this journey to testing my theory and Simon Sinek's, but my theory in the way I perceived it of why and the success that I hope comes from that. Can, can you share a little bit about um, the change? Because I know when I left the golf industry, I used to be a PJ professional. 
some that have listened to the podcast may have heard me say that a few times. I used to teach golf and, and be in the industry. When I left, it was really hard because I was the golf guy. That was my identity. And I'm curious if you had that at all as you made this shift of like, you were in the wedding industry, you were known as that you had a lot of, you know, 10 to 15 plus years, maybe right, of like, knowing all of this stuff. And there's this whole outside world that maybe you didn't explore. Was that hard, like explaining at the next cocktail party or zoom meetup or whatever? It's like, Oh, what are you doing? And you're like, Oh, I'm doing this, you know, like it's away from wedding. Was that a challenge at all? And if it was, can you share the good or bad of, of what you learn? Well, what what was interesting is um, what really came out quickly is um, what I really was to that industry because I didn't have a clear picture of who I was. I think I was quite confused, even though I'd been doing it for 19 years, quite confused of my position because nobody held a position like this. Mm-hmm. So when I actually left and I... I realized that some people understood what I was trying to do and some people didn't understand, but most of them understood that I was this, this leader. And most of them said, this is your natural step, Catherine. You've been trying to do this with us, but really your audience is much bigger and people at probably a different stage. Cause many of them are just into the wedding industry. So Having my why, the actual change was not difficult. When I stated to my community, my 50 plus clients at that point, none of them were really surprised. And the decision came to me on a walk one day. I was like, this is not my audience. And it was like this light bulb moment. And I'm like, and I was so okay with it. Now, the the challenge comes with having this purpose now is trusting it. So like you, me reaching out to you, these are the new opportunities that I have to reach out to. But because I have my why and my five natural abilities, I look back at them and I say, well, what are my abilities? How am I going to push this forward? And then I just work through those. So it wasn't, it was actually a relief and I've never been more and purposeful. All because my future, my, my destination is defined. How I will get there isn't, which is what I love about the why. Yeah. In terms of development of the why, you mentioned the walk. Did it happen that quickly of, of like coming up with it? Or what were the steps to actually go from I'm thinking it in my head and now this is defined. I'm putting it on a website. Like people are going to know it. What was the time, you know, gap between there? For me, it was a year and a half. It was a year and a half through self-education. And in fact, I didn't realize that, and maybe it came out, I can't remember when that book came out, but Simon Sinek has a book that is literally step-by-step process to find your why. I didn't know that that book existed. And so I really did it through reading his other books. And I, I'm an avid, I'm, I'm the tooth patrol. I'm a 5 a.m.er, and I study my industry every day. I believe that is game changing for me. I don't do what I do. I study what I do. And then the what happens. 
So, um, so the journey for me was about a year and a half of really sort of figuring it out for myself. Um, but there is a much faster process that you can actually go through to find it. And, and what's interesting is I've tried to change my why I've like, probably a month ago, I was like, wait, this isn't my why, but all I'm really doing is changing the wording. And I always find I'm coming, coming back to it, but it took a rewrite after rewrite. And the hardest part is taking out the what's right. We all want to say our why is my why is to photograph. Mm -hmm. So we all have a portrait of ourselves to hand down to generation to generation. Unfortunately, oh, it, it, a photograph is a what? So it's to action and then the impact. Yeah, that's a great point. So it point. Took, took me a long time, but there's a much clearer path that you can take. And it doesn't mean that you don't revisit it, refine it. And a why is, as Simon Sinek, I love it, he says, it's very clunky. Like whys aren't meant to actually um, inspire people to follow you. It's it's how you state your why in different ways that that um, usually inspire people to follow you. Mm. But for me, if I can, if to use it as a tool, because that word in spirit means so much to me, and I've defined best life so clearly, um, it's the it's my go to when I'm in that state of struggle, of lack of knowing what decision to make. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I think for me, it was, you know, I work with my mentor, Rich Keller on this, like, you know, I discovered, you know, I break it down to one word as I'm a navigator. And I help navigate people, you know, to a clear path toward happiness. Like that's kind of my mission, if you will, I, you know, my North Star. But to your point, you know, at the beginning stage, I remember talking with him about it. And I, you know, I, you start, I start thinking in terms of like, you know, quote unquote products, like, oh, I have the podcast or I'm writing this children's book. And he's like, no, 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 Brian, you're a navigator. There's so many things under that umbrella that you could do and you can make changes. If you don't, you know, I'm, I, I've written a couple of children's books. He's like, if you don't want to write children's books down the road and you want to go to something totally different, as long as you're living that mission that you believe in and you're a navigator, you could do a lot of different things. And I think for me, once that clicked, it really helped me define the different, and it, what, you know, what really helped, I'm curious actually uh, for yourself too, is it helped me make decisions. I wasn't like we, where I might say yes to a lot of things that weren't really good or weren't really necessary. It helped me make decisions to go toward a different path of like, okay, that aligns with my mission. Let me say yes, or this doesn't, Hey, not a fit, but I had a hard time doing that when I didn't know. Right. Oh, I can't tell you the clarity of the decision-making to the point where my day is usually done by noon. I've made all my tough decisions in the morning, get it done. And then you're like, okay, because I'm not in a state of struggle wondering if I should do that opportunity or, you know, struggling over Instagram posts and things like that. The decision-making is so much clearer and we are out of that state of struggle and back into that state of flow. And that state of flow, we all know it is, oh, it is the most, it is the most incredible feeling and productive. It is so productive. But to your point, what's, 
Whys, hows, and whats are very confusing. And once you understand the difference, it, it's like the light bulb goes on. You're like, now I get it. Because my clients who go through the process, we spend half the time just taking out the whats every time they make their why statement. Right. And you're, I love, I love your action, which is you are a navigator. Mm-hmm. I th- see that word to you probably makes your hair stand up on end, as does in spirit to me. Right. And that's what makes me make my decision. If I can't spend enough time with a client or with someone like you um, really diving deeper into something, then I won't do it, right? It has to land well, and it has to connect to something they already know. And that's really important to me. So I love your navigation um, yeah it was, it was. I, I think it's brilliant and we all have different ones which is the beauty of it and our natural abilities are all different as well and that's what makes us unique people yeah well I think part of it too is because we get the you know Rich was uh I never thought about this before until I started working with him was around like you know the, the whole phrase of like what we do is not who we are but who we are should basically define or at least kind of give an idea of what we should do and kind of the, to your why um, is now it's inspiring or, or, you know, helping you say, Hey, these are decisions I want to make to go this path because we're, you know, we go to the cocktail party. It's like, Oh, what do you do? And it's always a job title or a it's company a you're at. It's a what? Um, and when you, when you flip that, it's, a, it is amazing how it gets you to think it's actually funny because well, I'll introduce myself now like, oh, Brian, tell me about yourself. And, the, and I say, I'm a navigator and I help navigate people on a clear path toward happiness. And, and it's funny, like you get like the people like that, the eyebrows raised, like, what the hell are you talking about? Because most people don't define themselves as that. And then it gives you a chance to explain a little bit more, which is nice. Right? Opens the door. Opens the door. Like, what do you mean by that? What's, that's interesting, you know? Well, and that's all the basis of Simon Sinek's work is that if you say, if I was to say, someone says to me, what do you do? Well, I inspire it so we can live our best life. Well, there's a door that's just, it either sends them running or they're very curious. And the ones who run are not the people who want to follow you, but the ones who stay and ask, you've clearly made that decision on who, um, who is going to follow you. They're going to be interested in it. But if I was to say, I'm, I run a workshop, it doesn't have the, sort of depth that my why does now saying my specific why like in the actual words sometimes i change it up sometimes i just say i help people find their purpose right and so it depends on where you are or i envision what do you do i envision a world where we all live our best life and i run a workshop that helps people do that so you have you bring the why in but you leave you, you don't just do this like um sort of I'm a and it stops I'm a photographer you know it's just it and every time you say it it gets easier and easier and you believe it and you inspire it and you embody it was there anything you mentioned about 18 months to hey had this discovery and then actually had kind of for lack of a better phrase, pen to paper on like, you know, this is, this is tattooed or if you will on your skin, maybe is a better way to say it. Like this was your why. 
what did you do in that period of time? Like, how did you continue to discover? How were the, you mentioned reading a lot of books, but was there certain things you did to start to not so much uncover maybe your why, but also throw away a lot of stuff that wasn't your why and start to disprove like, okay, this is not things I want to do going forward. So I'm a big believer in reading and what I have come to do within reading is, is I'm extremely aware of what resonates with me. So whatever has a feeling or um, a, if I have a visceral reaction to, I tend to go down that rabbit hole. So I do something called mind mapping. So if there's something that comes up, like the word in spirit, I will take that word and I will study it. I will define it. I will say how it makes me feel. I will, um, um, I sort of see where those, those tangents take me. Right. And then I, then I try to understand, is that where I want to be? Um, like best life. I used to have, um, your, uh, to help people live their most desired life. And, but best life for me became um, really not inspirational. It just became best life. Best life can be very simple. And um, so the process of reading and mind mapping and being very intentional about every word I was using um, was really important to me. And that's how I narrowed it down is I really was very conscious of the words that I was using. And, and that's actually a really exciting part because all these other ideas come when you start to really study words and you start to embody what whoever you're reading is saying. Yeah, yeah so, that's a great, that's a great point. You know, cause I, I as you're mentioning there kind of made me think of like, I, I have the word clearer in my statement and, and, and for a reason, because I think the, like the word happiness or happy, it, it's, it's kind of um, intertwined with success. It gets thrown in like, oh, that person's successful. I'm like, well, define success though. What, how do you, like, what do you mean? Like, you know, same with happiness. Like that person, I think they're happy or they're, oh, they don't look happy. Well, how defines what's happiness mean to them versus what you, because it means different things. And that's why clearer, to, to what you were mentioning, I, and one of the reasons I have that in there is because I think if we clearly define what we mean by happiness, it makes the path much easier to at least understand, you know, to go down the right one. Oh, I agree. I think words, and I start my workshop off with, I make them read, so the participants have to find a book and they have to just start reading and start really understanding the words that they are reading and what resonates with them. And then we dive deeper into that and then we start word mapping them. I have a client who has the word, so her contribution is to serve. A lot of people wouldn't like to use that word, like to serve. It's not necessarily a, one that most people would, they don't wanna serve. But she's in the hospitality industry. And for her to be of highest of service just makes her, like, she loves that. So she just went into that word serve and she came out with other words that were like it. And, um, and it just resonates with her. And it's, it makes it very clear the direction she needs to go because that contribution is an action. Like yours is a navigator. 
Like yeah. you're the, you're navigating, and that yeah. is an action. Mine is inspiriting. Um, and those natural abilities or those natural actions are really important. They're the byproduct of finding your why. So my other actions or my natural abilities are storytelling, observing, educating, trust, and creating change. And they're only unique to me, but all of those definitions came out of me finding my, my purpose or my why. Yeah. I want to ask a little bit. You mentioned earlier, we, we talked about it briefly, but you were talking about being a 5am type person and oh, yeah. getting up early and being done with your list at noon. And, you know, so I, I could assume a few things, but I don't want to assume. So I'm curious to ask in terms of systems, you mentioned processes a little bit, but how, how important has systems been in your career? And you could take even your past, you know, from the, the wedding industry and such, but it, are there any kind of action items you'd share with folks on maybe systems to look into? It may not be perfect for them, but at least things to look into um, to either organize their day better or to be able to get more accomplished that they want to get accomplished that they feel like they're procrastinating. I don't know. You can take it in a variety of directions. So that's a great question because um, I think in my last two careers is I lacked the system. And um, so my system, I, I lacked a framework to move forward. But my system, my everyday system is um, I do it every day, seven days a week. And that is I study my industry every morning, I read books, uh, I will listen to a podcast, and I write, I, um, I retain knowledge if I if I write while I do it. Um, I walk my dog for an hour, which is my always with a notebook, which is really where a lot of the ideas come together. And I always write them down, I actually don't even necessarily go to the book. The fact that it's written down, it tends to stay in. And while I'm, while I'm studying in the morning, especially if I'm mind mapping, the to-do list just, it just starts to come out, right? And then I have this to-do list and then usually I get it done by noon or two o'clock when I have to walk the dog again. <laughs> but that morning routine, so that sort of study my industry and then the meditation of walking is the biggest gift myself the biggest gift I give myself every day and it is my most productive time because it's the thinking that's the productiveness right the doing is the easy part it's the thinking of what to do and taking action on it that's the hard part and really defining what is important yeah yeah it's have you, so have you always written down notes and thoughts and stuff or is that a newer practice journals journals and I don't journal I don't like today da, da, da. I, I I take notes from what I am reading mm. and I don't know like the bookshelf is uh, <laughs> tons of journals yeah well I was saying and then I don't necessarily go back to them yeah but it's the act of writing it down yeah and now I use it too Sorry, my phone's ringing. That's all right. Hey, this is live. This is how we do this. It's my home phone, my, so I can't even do anything. But, um, but writing it down makes a huge, huge difference for me. Yeah. 
um, because I feel like it, I internalize it. Okay, so my phone never rings. <laughs> I, I'm a, I'm actually impressed. You have a landline. I haven't had a landline in I don't know how many years. I will. I have it for one reason. Oh. I have teenagers. Oh, okay. <laughs> and if the the cell phones don't work, yeah, they always have a landline to call. That's fair. That's a fair yeah. point. That's a that's that's a good point. Yeah. Anyway, yes, writing is really important to me. And I, I can't tell you, Brian, now, I used to struggle with social media so much. And when I, what now that I have this purpose, my social media and the writing comes so easily. And I find my, what I need to say, the questions that I am answering, trying to answer for myself, they come out in the writing. Yeah. And then they become the social media posts, the blog post. I've yeah. started writing on uh, Medium now. Mm. So it's very exciting. You should. You have a Substack? Oh, we got to get you on Substack. I don't That's even the, know what that is. is Substack that is the, Substack's the new Medium. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay, yes. don't confuse me. <laughs> Well, I'll, 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 I'll send you an yeah. email after. Um, yeah, that the, but yeah, I mean, I, and, I, and I agree because it's funny, you and I are very similar in the fact of I, I try to go like when I take walks and I don't have a dog, but when I take walks, it's uh, if, I, if I'm by myself, like not with my son or anything, it's uh, it's generally either I, I'm normally listening to a podcast because I and again, I have my notes app on my phone where I'll like, oh, if I hear something, I'll put it down. But then also in the morning, I spend anywhere from 30 to 45 minutes where I'm kind of just sitting. And I may be reading blog articles. You know, we were talking about Seth Godin earlier, like, you know, having his blog or something like that I'll read. Um, but a lot of times it's just kind of thinking and, and all of a sudden, like an, an idea will come up. I'll jot a note down. Maybe I'll write a whole blog article myself just in that time. Mm -hmm. But it's just interesting how when you step away from the noise as much as you can, how all of a sudden, you know, your mind just clears up and you start to think a little bit, you know, differently, I guess, right? And be able well, to actually act on it. Well, it's really important because we have these natural abilities that are unique to us mm -hmm. that we really are aware of what our ideas are, right? Because if you're having ideas, the chances are using your natural abilities, you'll be able to actually produce that idea. But once you see what everybody else is doing and the noise coming in, mm -hmm. that's that's when the struggle or the or the flow stops. Yeah. And we really have to keep all that out. And the reading, and then I can't do anything when I walk my dog. I can't listen to a podcast. I can't listen to music. I just have to be in my head. Mm -hmm. And some of my best um, moments of self-discovery have come at that time. So. Well, I think that's important, though, especially for everyone listening, is there's no right or wrong way to do it, but it's finding that time. You, and if you have, I know it was weird for me up front, like I start, it started with meditation several years back. And now it's spawned into like, I don't have to have like a guided meditation or anything. I was just sitting. Yeah. But it's, it's that everyone can do it differently, but it's figuring out and trying what could work for you. If you sit for five minutes, maybe it is a walk, maybe it's going for a run, it could be anything. Right. Well, and I think what's important is, oh, yeah, the exercise, too. Mm -hmm. Like, even if you're like a spinner or something, let your mind go. Mm -hmm. But the one thing I like to do during that time is ask myself, what are the questions I'm trying to answer? Right? What am I trying to answer today? 
Mm. What are the questions I'm trying to answer? And then go out with that sort of theme in your mind. And it's, it's, it, it, a lot of it is the movement that gets you, that gets the, the mind going. It could be a bit of the coffee too, because coffee always helps, but. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You got to have that nice, at least one cup a day. That's, that's my, uh, that's my dose. Oh, oh yeah, me too. I'm, tr- I'm trying to get it to one. I think I'm there, but. Uh, you know what I had to start doing? I, cause I used to probably drink two cups and I, and I, a couple of years ago, once, when I started intermittent fasting, I went took all the creamer and sugar out. It's just black coffee. So that's all I drink is black coffee, which is, which is good. Uh, I enjoy, I actually enjoy the taste of it. Um, which is, you know, I never you know, thought there was a taste of coffee, but there is. Um, but I, what I was saying is, yeah, I had to like, I'm, you know, I have like a smaller pot of coffee It's like, I had to get to the exact line. Like this was probably just like a month ago where I'm like, I only, I want to make this an exact pour where it literally is just below the cup. And that's it. That's all I get. Because I started to feel like I was not that I was getting jitters, but I was like, man, I got, I don't know, maybe I'm having, I'm hopped up on too much coffee here. No, I and so. I think it's a real I actually think it's a real problem. Yeah. It's because we think that it's the coffee that's gonna keep us going. But what is gonna keep us going is the flow that you get in mm-hmm. when you rely on your natural abilities and not worry about what everybody else is doing. And you keep that why, that purpose, that cause, whatever it is in front of you that's that's what gives you the energy that's what gives the passion yeah. when the passion is fading we don't, don't go to coffee go to what are my natural abilities how can i build on the impact that i've already made yeah. it's amazing right. well let me ask you this then because uh, this has been a really good discussion so someone's listening and they're trying to get started now it could be finding out their why it could just be getting inspired to do something that they've been wanting to do is there a piece of advice you'd share? Maybe it's a quote you picked up, you know, through your reading. Could be anything. Um, I always like to say, you know, if they wrote it down a post-it note to look at every day, what would you uh, have them write on that post-it note? Study what you love. Don't do what you love. Study what you love. So if you love quilting, study quilting. It's about getting the ideas going. It's about discovering where you feel most comfortable at your natural best. Study what my, my, my culture change that I'm on a mission for now mm-hmm. is to go from doing what we love to studying what we love. And I think it's really, really important that we do this. Now, with studying, you could do though, right? If your study would that be a would there be a mixture there, like at yes, some point, right? Of course, you can do both. So let's just say I was a photographer still, right? right? I'm a photographer, a working photographer, but I'm always studying, and and I don't mean you have to study how to take photographs or who are the people that inspire you. Mm. Um, what are the things you want to take? Is it portrait photography? Read about personalities, psychological things, like really get deeper, deeper every day, every year into what you're doing by studying it. And it's amazing the places that you go. Yeah. Like, like you're not even thinking about photography. You're going into um, people's psyche and how to make them feel comfortable. And, you know, what, what, is the most important photograph in the world well oh my god it's the most it's the family photo 
like value, finding value in what you do, finding your own values. But if you start studying what you love, because we get so caught up in working at what we love that we're not moving ourselves forward and we're not letting our minds, our imaginations, like your vision for the world is like your imagination and who doesn't want to use their imagination. So when you start studying, you start to see these different places that you can go. And then, you know, you learn about human behavior. And when you're on a photo shoot, trying to get someone who doesn't want their picture taken, you know, to get them to have their picture taken, this is this, this, these are the things that make going to do those photos exciting. Yeah. They so, make a good point. Yeah. That's, you know, because I, I kind of, I try to always go to more of a simple form. Like what would, what would everyone, um, what could everyone think about similarly? And I always go to fitness for some reason, because everyone wants to eat healthier or do whatever. And it's the same thing. It's like, if you only ran, you could potentially study, well, what about your running technique? And are, you know, are there different shoes that are based on your weight or, or height or whatever, or is there, is there different muscles in game? And I'm just thinking that I'm a, I'm a big CrossFitter. So I, I even think of like, is there different ways that I could utilize Olympic lifts or, you know, how can I do this move better than that move? Or is there better endurance technique? You know, like to your point, the more, and the more you think about, and, and actually, I, th- I think about this now, how healthier I've gotten the last few years. And even the last six to 12 months, I do a I deep dive into a lot of podcasts on longevity and on pliability and all this stuff. And it's amazing how you learn so much more. It doesn't mean it all works. doesn't mean you have to try it all, but no. at least it informs you on what, what you're not thinking. Where are the edges that you're not even thinking are there? Yes. So even to, you know, studying the best runners in the world from the 1900s, mm-hmm. like, why did we start running like these? And I love how you said it, it takes us to the edges where the magic happens. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what's when we go to the edges, then you're able to create. Nobody creates a business. This is from Seth Godin. Nobody creates a business if they don't want to make change. And we can't make change by doing the same thing every day, right? So reading about your industry every day and learning more takes you places that you would never have gone necessarily when you're just do always doing what you're doing, what you do. Yeah, that's a great point. Well, hopefully people will listen to this podcast if they want to get started and they're, <laughs> st- and they're, they're trying to study uh, different ways that they could uh, improve and expand. Um, Catherine, this has been awesome. Where can everyone say hello to you online? You know, uh, give you CatherineLash.com, okay. Instagram, Catherine Lash. Um, so yeah, LinkedIn, anywhere, one of those. But CatherineLash.com, you can send me, send me an email. You can look at the workshop that I have on finding your why. It's called Lead with Why. And uh, yeah, I would love to hear from people. People who I are, I ask people, are you a why seeker? Are you a why believer? Or are you a why resistor? And all those three people should be looking for their why. So that's awesome. Catherine, thank you so much. This has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Brian. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, everyone. And just one more quick thing before you head off on your day. If you are enjoying this podcast, I'd encourage you to head over to my website, brianandrico.com, and hit the subscribe button in the top right corner. 
There you'll find my newsletter, which goes out once a week, and is more of a digest of various things that I've uncovered, whether it's a podcast, an article, or a video, something of that nature to help you get more informed and get started and keep moving forward on your journey. Secondly, my blog, which goes out three times a week on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings, is more of a micro blog, one to five minute reads to get you thinking a little bit differently and help you along the way. I really am grateful for you being here on this episode and thanks for the support of the podcast. And if I can be a resource in any way, please don't hesitate to reach out. Thanks again and hope to connect soon. Take care. Thank you.